Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Today is Thursday, December 19th, 2019. On this day in 1983, the Jules Rimet FIFA World Cup trophy was stolen from the Brazilian Football Confederation in Rio de Janeiro. It was never seen again. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Today we're covering the 1983 theft of the FIFA World Cup trophy. Let's go back to the final hours of December 19, 1983. It was not the first time the night watchman had made his rounds to the third floor that night, and he knew that it wouldn't be the last. But what was nice about working at the Brazilian Football Confederation's headquarters was that it was always a quick and uneventful walk. As he made his way down the third floor hallway, the night watchman paused to take a look out the window. The moonlight shined over Guanabara Bay, and in the middle of the bay, Governor's Island. All quiet, as usual. The night watchman pressed on. It wasn't long before he walked past the bulletproof glass case that housed the most prized possession in all of soccer the Jules Rimet Trophy. For 13 years, the Jules Rimet Trophy had sat proudly in Rio de Janeiro, though other teams had won the World Cup since, after Brazil became the first country to win the finals three times in 1970, the nation was gifted the trophy permanently. It was a small golden statue depicting the Greek goddess of victory, Nike, a true marvel of artistry. But the night watchman, who saw the trophy every night, simply glanced over at it and kept walking on. He would see the statue again soon, on his next round to the third floor. Around midnight, the night watchman slowly made his way to the third floor again, scanning the various offices that lined the way. Same route, different hour. But as he got closer towards the Jules Rimet trophy, something caught his attention. Two men by the cabinet, trying to pry it open from behind. They were attempting to steal the trophy. The night watchman ran at the thieves, shouting at them to freeze. The thieves looked up, startled. They hadn't planned for the guard to be back so soon, but there was no time to escape. Jumping out of the window meant falling three stories and landing on Rio's hard ground. Inside, it was two to one. They knew they could take the lone guard. The two thieves ran at the night watchman. He struggled to hold his own, but the thieves were too strong. They pinned him to the ground. One pulled out a rope and hogtied the night watchman. 
With the knots secured, the thieves left the watchman on the ground and got back to work extricating the trophy from its case. The night watchman struggled to loosen the knots, but his efforts were futile. All he could do was yell at the thieves to stop. The thieves simply ignored the night watchman, preoccupied with the trophy case. The glass was near impossible to break, so they pulled out a hatchet and started chopping away at the wood frame. Finally, the cabinet broke open. The thieves grinned and snatched the Jules Rimet trophy. It really was a beauty. And it was going to fetch them a pretty penny. Next to the Jules Rimet were three other trophies. The Akita Chiva, the Copa Jarito de Oro, and the Copa Independencia. The thieves grabbed these and threw them in their sack too, for good measure. Then they ran. The night watchman continued to struggle for his freedom, but all he could do was watch as the Brazilian Football Confederation's most prized possession disappeared into the dark Rio night. It was the last time the statue was ever seen. Coming up, we'll explore the fascinating history of the Jules Rimet Trophy, as well as the aftermath of the 1983 theft. Now back to the story. On December 19, 1983, two unknown thieves broke into the Brazilian Football Confederation's Rio de Janeiro offices, went to the third floor, assaulted the night watchman, and stole the Jules Rimet Trophy. The original trophy has never been recovered. But the extraordinary history of the Jules Rimet trophy began long before its infamous 1983 theft. First given to Uruguay in 1930, the trophy was originally named Victory after the Greek goddess it was modeled on. Designed by the French sculptor Abel Lafleur, the trophy was approximately 14 inches high and weighed just under eight and a half pounds. It was made of sterling silver, enshrined in gold plating, and sat on an octagon base made of lapis lazuli. In 1938, Italy won the World Cup and the trophy was housed in Rome. When World War II broke out, the trophy was still in Rome, but the president of the Italian Football Federation, Ottorino Barassi, feared that the Nazis would steal it, as they had done with so many other famous works of art. So Barassi snatched the trophy out of the bank where it was being held and hid it in his home. Nazi soldiers eventually caught wind of Barassi's scheme and searched his house, but they didn't do a thorough job they never checked the shoebox under the bed. So the trophy survived the war unharmed. In 1946, it was renamed the Jules Rimet after the president of FIFA who passed the vote to create the World Cup. For the next 20 years, it bounced back and forth between European victors and South American victors. But when it came time for the 1966 World Cup, the trophy was nowhere to be found. The 1983 heist wasn't the first time someone stole the Jules Rimet trophy. 
On March 20, 1966, three months before the tournament was to begin, the trophy was on display during a stamp exposition at Westminster Central Hall in London. When the guards went to check on the trophy around noon, they discovered it was missing. Despite the heavy foot traffic at the exhibition, no one saw the theft take place. A few days later, Joe Mears, the president of Britain's Football Association, received a ransom demand. The demand was sent by a man calling himself Jackson, and he wanted 15,000 pounds. The police set up a sting operation to bring in this Jackson and successfully arrested a man named Edward Betchley. But they quickly discovered he didn't have the trophy. On March 27, 1966, seven days after the Jules Rimet trophy was first stolen, David Corbett took his black and white collie, Pickles, out for a walk in their South London neighborhood. Pickles' attention was focused on something near Corbett's neighbor's car. When Corbett went to go see what all the fuss was about, he noticed something wrapped in newspaper. It was the Jules Rimet trophy. To this day, it remains a mystery as to how the trophy wound up on the street in South London. Pickles was hailed as a national hero. But not everyone was delighted by the adorable end of the fiasco. Abraim Tebel, the head of the Brazilian Sports Confederation, famously said, it would never have happened in Brazil. Even Brazilian thieves love football and would never commit this sacrilege. Those words would come back to haunt him. In 1970, Brazil won the World Cup for the third time. Jules Rimet himself had declared that whichever country was the first to win the tournament three times would be given the right to house the trophy in perpetuity. So a new trophy, the now iconic FIFA World Cup trophy, was created and first awarded at the 1974 World Cup. As for the Jules Rimet, for 13 years it stayed in Rio de Janeiro until December 19, 1983. When word got out that the Jules Rimet trophy had been stolen, the world was shocked. The head of the Brazilian Football Confederation made a public plea for its return, declaring that the spiritual value of the cup is far greater than its material wealth. On December 20th, the day after the robbery, two unnamed men were arrested for the crime. According to Martin Atherton in his book, The Theft of the Jules Rimet Trophy, The Hidden History of the 1966 World Cup, these two men were former janitors at the Brazilian Football Confederation. Atherton also states that when the night watchman was questioned by the police, his story was oddly contradictory, leaving them to believe the robbery was actually an inside job, although it's unclear if the night watchman was ever arrested. Arrests aside, the authorities couldn't track down the trophy. The Jules Rimet Trophy was never seen again after December 19, 1983.
There are several theories as to the ultimate fate of the trophy, but the most widely accepted is that it was melted down and sold as hunks of gold and silver. Atherton claims that the value of the trophy's gold plating at the time was around $13,000, which would be around $33,500 today. But only time will tell if the Jules Rimet trophy survived its 1983 theft. Perhaps it will be unearthed in an antique shop. Perhaps it will be discovered in a shoebox under a bed. Perhaps another dog will save the day. Or perhaps the Jules Rimet trophy will remain lost, a mystery for the rest of time. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler, is a production of Cutler Media, and is part of the ParCast Network. It is produced by Max and Ron Cutler, sound designed by Andy Waits, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, Freddie Beckley, and Joel Stein. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Joe Guerra, with writing assistance by Maggie Admire. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 